record and we're good we're recording so welcome everybody so today i'm joined with a fantastic guest i'm super lucky to get her on this podcast she's a stand-up comedian social media personnel satirist sat however you pronounce that word that's how you say it, yeah that, okay youtuber yeah. new vegan college student college student no. all right done with college past that chapter we got our sister nadira uh, Pierre, how are you doing, sister? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I can't complain. I'm super hyped because, you know, I found your Instagram like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. right? Um, it was so funny. Like, even, like sometimes my family and I will just sit down and I'll show them something. We're just cracking up like, man, I can't wait till she like really blows up. It's thank super you. Good, thank you. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, you, you're from New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. I'm from New Jersey. Where, what part are you from? I'm a little bit familiar. I lived there for a really long time. So what part do you grow up in? Uh, I grew up in Newark. Newark. Yeah. Newark. <laughs> now, <laughs> with the airport and everything, that place? Yes. Or, <laughs> oh, man. There, you know, there are a lot of comedians from Newark. I've, I've, there are. There yeah, are. Yeah. And I can, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. How long did you live there for? Um, I lived there until I was 15. 15? Okay. Are you still yeah. in New Jersey? I'm still in Jersey, but I live in another part of Jersey. I live further south now. Okay, nice. What part? Yeah. I live in North Brunswick. North Brunswick. Okay. Yeah, I know where that is. The, you got the whole Brunswick, New Brunswick, North Brunswick, South, all of that. Yeah. You know, I used to go to New Brunswick a lot. Is that where the ISCJ is? The mosque? The big mosque? I believe so. Yeah, Man, good I don't know. I'm those. still learning what's around <laughs> here, so it might be, it might not be. <laughs> Where did you go to school? Um, are we talking like elementary or like the whole I mean, college, through? college. Oh, I went to Montclair State. Oh, Montclair State, I know where that is. Yeah, it's a cool place. And you went it to high, you went to high school at what a private school or was it like an all Muslim high school? I went to Muslim school up until um, tenth grade. And then my last two years, I went to Piscataway High. Before we moved to North Brunswick, I used to live in Piscataway. So Piscataway, I went to Piscataway oh, man. High. Man, I remember these names. Like, I, was, I just moved from New Jersey, like, uh, maybe five, six years ago. And I'm oh, just wow. thinking back, like, Piscataway, all these Princeton. I used to, you know, mm-hmm. that was a cool – Princeton Princeton's a little bit much. It's a bit much. <laughs> it's a you lot. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you go there, it's like – Man, I don't know if I'm in a Harry Potter scene. I don't know, like, surrounded by all these super smart people. I don't, I don't know. know if they think this is Harry Potter. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, so how was the transition, though, from, like, a all-Muslim high school to, you know, public school? Because you're, you kind of go from your comfort zone to, like, mm-hmm. more of the outside. So um, how, how did that feel? It was really, like, it was a major culture shock. Like, I thought, you know oh yeah, you know, it, it's going to be fine. You know, I watch TV, so I know that everybody is not Muslim and everybody's not going to live like Muslims. But like, when I really got there and I really saw what was going on, I was like, oh no, this is, oh, this is haram. Like what, what? <laughs> um, like the first week that I was there, because I transferred kind of late. I think they had already been in school for like a month by the time I got there. So, you know, everybody knew each other. But the first week that I got there, I think it was like day two or three. Um, you know, like in normal high school, they have couples. 
Yeah. Where in Atlanta school they do too, but it's like very hush hush. Yeah. So I saw like a couple <laughs> kiss in the hallway, and I like stepped to the side because I was like, no, somebody's about to bum rush the area. Like somebody's <laughs> about to get in trouble, and it was like all the teachers saw it, everybody saw it, everybody was just like, mm, okay. And I was like, oh my god, you all are heathens. <laughs> This is horrible. <laughs> so it was it was more shocking than I thought it would be. It was nothing like I had imagined. Um, but overall, I, I was happy to only have done it for two years. Yeah. So, yeah, junior, senior year. Junior mm-hmm. is a tough one. Junior is a tough year. Like, senior year, everybody's like, whatever. But yeah. going into junior year, I can't even imagine that. That's yeah, crazy. by junior year, I was actually like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I... <laughs> I've experienced what I wanted to experience. I'm finished. But I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just finish out here and then I'm done and I can move on with my life. So you prefer staying at all Muslim school? I mean, for four years? Or do you think that um, maybe that wouldn't have prepared you for college? Or like how do you what do you think about that? I think by that time, Muslim schools had like advanced so much that I feel like I would have been prepared. Yeah. Um, especially with like the schools that I was going to, but I don't know why I did it. I wanted to so badly go to public school. And then by the time, like <laughs> my parents gave in for those last two years, I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I'm it's good. Like, it's like, be careful what you wish for. You even said that on your Instagram, you're like, man, if like 85% of my yes. like, prayers were accepted, oh my God, that would not have been good for my life. <laughs> as soon as I got that, I'm like, yeah, never mind. I'm okay. <laughs> but they were like, so, you're here now. You're going to finish. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So um, what was the Muslim school, that all Muslim school, was that near you or you had to go a long distance for it? For you um, so when I lived in, funny enough, when I lived in Newark, uh, I went to schools near me and then right before we moved to Piscataway I was going to schools out here so it was like I was living in Newark but I was going to schools closer to where I live now um, and by the time we moved here that's when I went to those last two public schools got you Got you. Yeah, you know, in New Jersey, there's some there's some places that have a lot a big Muslim population, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like in Edison or Plainfield, North Plainfield got a lot of Muslims, a lot of Arabs. <clears throat> but yeah. where I'm from, right, we had no mosque anywhere near us. We would we would go, we would pray Juma at like at our our mayor was a Muslim, right? And he his basement would be like our yeah our mosque so we would go to his basement you know pray there in ramadan every night pray there and it's like man we would be we and it's like a it's like a a primarily white area for the most Mm -hmm. part and it's like there'd be like little signs while you're driving down the road kind of subliminally saying like don't let don't let them build a mosque over here and man when we we just at that time we got this like little shed looking house right Mm -hmm. just for 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 a mosque like hopefully one day and they just like lawsuit over lawsuit, court dates, this, 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 mailbox trash. It's like, man, give us a break. Just let us, you know, let us just pray. What in part peace. of Jersey is that? You know where um it, it's it's a small you know, you know where uh Morristown is? Yeah. Around that area. Around that area. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Morristown is weird. It, it's it's weird. 
it's not and cool. all the surrounding areas are weird they kind of like yeah. they kind of like live in their own like bubble oh yeah yeah I'm like, definitely i realize there's an other world out here but yeah whole nother I definitely world. that's weird and now that i'm outside of new jersey New Jersey is a whole different world. Like I look back at it, I'm like, man, people are crazy in New Jersey. Just step outside. I'm in North Carolina, right? People oh, are nice wow. here. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. People, it's like that. That's you got some transition. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like you know, we have um, this one place where I live. It's like you know the Cary, Chapel Hill, Raleigh yeah. area, and there are a lot of people from the north that go there. So yeah. it's not that bad. But man, go 30 minutes away, and you're in. You're in like a do hickeyville yeah <laughs> exactly yeah crazy crazy wow but yeah so you became vegan tell me I, about that tell me about that um well i did it for health reasons and just generally because like i like to give my body a break when i know that i'm doing too much and i was doing too much like i was looking back and i was like oh my god I'm acting crazy. Um, So I've done it before. I did it last year. A 30-day vegan challenge. It's just between me and me. But um, yeah, I'm one day... What's today? 24? Oh, nice. Of that? Made it this far? um, I can't wait till this is over. (laughs) Last (laughs) time, it went so much better. It went amazing. It was so smooth. Um, but also last time it wasn't a pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, you can go out, you can eat, you can try different things. It's a lot more freedom, but now it was like very difficult, extremely difficult. I felt like this was like Ramadan 2.0, like <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. I'll get what I need to get out of it. And then I'll be back to my chicken. Oh, I see. You don't plan to extend the 30 days? No. No, no, once no. once 30 days is up, 30 days is up. <laughs> you know, I had this, uh, one of my first episodes on this podcast is with a, a vegan doctor, right? Mm. And I was like, you know, he's like, a, he has a pretty big name. Like he was on Joe Rogan and everything. Super cool guy, like super cool guy. I'm mm-hmm. very thankful I got him. But I'm sitting there, he's talking about veganism. I'm like, nah, nah, that's not it. Like I'll, I will, I've tried to go vegan for like two days before. And I made it like a half a day. I'm just like, man, I want, I want to eat like some eggs or like some chicken, you know? Something, just some. That's the only thing about it is like, I'm sorry. People say, oh yeah, you have to be creative. No matter how creative you can be, it gets boring because you don't have a lot of, it's only but so much you can do with a cauliflower (laughs) before you're like, all right, it's still a cauliflower. Like, Nothing is going to change. <laughs> yeah, you got cauliflower. So versatile. Eggs are so... Yeah, yeah. Everything is so versatile. It's very boring. It's very boring. And it's funny you it's- say cauliflower, because how many cauliflower products are out? You got cauliflower chips, cauliflower bread, cauliflower rice, like, low and calorie, I get it. But- because in general, I just don't like cauliflower. I can't stand it. I it's, cannot stand it. It's so bland. I was like, I can just go outside and take a straw and just sip on the air. <laughs> and it'll probably be more flavorful than cauliflower. <laughs> Especially with the corona, a little bit of spice to that too, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little vaccine in the air. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you gotta, you gotta do a little Instagram bit on that now. Like well, I need to. But you'll get canceled by the vegans, you know that, right? 
Cancel me, please. <laughs> Ban me from veganism. You know, like I would um I would go on some Facebook groups. I made a Facebook for my podcast, trying mm-hmm. to like get it out there and everything. I'm being outgoing and all that now. Like look at me. But um I'm on this I'm on this vegan page, right? I was like, maybe I could promote it on here because I got a vegan doctor and I know the vegan group, they're they're ride or die. Like they'll 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 kill for each other, you know, they're a tight-knit group. So oh, I was right. like, I put it in there and I'm looking at the description on the group, it's like absolutely no discussion about flesh. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? And they're talking about like I some I, I like veganism. I, some vegans I just can't stand. I'm not even gonna lie. Some of them are are actually unstable yeah like i get it you don't want you don't personally want to eat flesh fine but i always have to clarify to people i am not an anti-flesh eater like Never. for heaven's sake i'm a muslim like <laughs> we have a holiday where we slaughter like no i'm exactly. very much so with eating flesh <laughs> it's fine with me i'm just taking a little while off but some of them are like oh my god like just meeting people who are like, yes, I support PETA. I'm like, okay, that tells me <laughs> that I need to know. <laughs> Go on your merry way. Have a good day. And I'll have <laughs> They're like, is that, is, that a, is that a cow skin hijab? Like, what, what did you kill to get that hijab? What about that sweater? <laughs> You're like, That's yeah, funny. this is real leather. They're like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I never knew honey was against veganism. I never, I, and I'm like, oh, animal product. That makes sense, but. I don't know what what they're eating. Like some stuff I'm like, okay, even if that's no animal product, no animal byproduct, like that's actually really unhealthy. <laughs> like what is that made out of? Who what is that? But yeah, they're 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 crazy. They are crazy. So when did you when did you start making your videos on Instagram? Because I, I love your I'm I'm being serious, right? There are a few a few channels that I got on my Instagram. I don't follow like I don't go out of my way to follow too many people, but mm-hmm. I followed that Instagram channel and it's just a blessing. I'm being serious. Thank it's you. like you know they say laughter is the best medicine, right? Mm-hmm. So especially in this time, it's super cool. I mean, what made you start? Thank you, thank you, Alhamdulillah. Um I started in twenty seventeen. Um and I was literally just making a video to make my friends laugh like the few friends and family that I had following on there I was like oh let me just you know make something entertaining um but I think this was at the time when repost apps started coming out um so Uh, like screen record and all that you could just go to another app and then it would like save the video to your phone whatever and you could repost it um so it was one of those crazy things where you go to sleep and then you wake up and then it's like this big thing, like this, this huge thing that you never even intended for it to be. So it was like, I went to sleep and I woke up and when I woke up, I had like all these text messages and people were calling me like, oh my God, I'm seeing your video everywhere. Like people are reposting. I'm like, oh, okay. But still at the same time, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, a little viral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's nice. Um, but then I was like, okay, let me make another one. And again, my page is still private and I'm still just doing it for my friends. But then it's like, you know how it goes. Follower requests started coming in and I was like, you know what, let me just open the page. And then one video led to another and then we are here. Well, I mean, I don't know how it goes. I wish I knew how it goes. 
So that's overnight success right there. Overnight success. Yeah. How does that feel? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, some days I still can't even believe it. Like, I can't even, I can't even fathom how this has happened. Um, I'm thankful, but I still can't even believe it and can't even believe how it's still managing to grow and to just sustain itself, really. Um, people are always like, oh, what did you do to get all these followers? And I was like, I didn't do anything. Like, I, I just bought them. <laughs> nothing. Like, it just just happened. Like, this is all God. I have, I have no doing in this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. And what point, so after you blew up a little bit, right? What mm. point were you like, man, I'm reaching people that I never would have thought I'd reach? Was it like right around then or did it kind of hit you a little bit later? Um, it definitely hit me later. Because again, I, I, even with the followers rolling in, I still wasn't taking it very serious until I hit 10K. But I was like, hmm. That's a bit much. I'm like that, that's a lot of people. <laughs> um, I don't even know ten thousand people. I don't think I've ever met ten thousand people. Um, so I think when I hit ten k, I was like, okay, I guess this, this is kind of a thing now. I guess this is this is what we're doing. What kind of feedback did you get at first about your content? Um, people were loving it. To be honest, um, I did have a few people that were like, oh my god, this is so crazy. Like this is hard, but it wasn't nearly as many um, people that like versus when I ratio it out. There are definitely more people that were loving and appreciating and, and celebrating and all of that. You check a lot, like of your DMs and everything. Um, at the time, yeah, because I I couldn't believe that people were messaging me. Yeah. <laughs> um, people have no idea who they are, and complete strangers are messaging me. So yeah. But now it's like what too much? It's too much to to keep up with. Um, before I used to stay on top of it. I used to like check DMs every day, but now it is it is extremely time consuming. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, I, you, yeah, you never just you never just sit back. It's like, man, let me just go through this. See, over the past few days, few weeks, like what people have been saying. Or not. I try to, but then it's like. I get overwhelmed because it would be different if I was getting like, you know, just a bunch of one line, two line messages, but it's like, I'm getting paragraphs. I'm getting dissertations. I'm getting all types of things from people. Thesis, so, a lot of yeah, <laughs> like whole papers, which I appreciate, but to, to go through that for like 50, 60 people a day, like, oof, it's, it's a little too much. Yeah. I can imagine that's, that's crazy. It must be a blessing though. Like just sitting back like, man, I'm reaching all kinds of people, making them laugh and getting my message across too. Like, it's not just like, you're just saying like mindless things. Like a lot of your stuff has a real message behind it. Like the way you should talk to people, like address certain people, kind of stay in your own lane and things like that. I mean, that's big. That's, that's respect because you're using your platform for something good. I mean, that's why Thank we you. all respect that. Yeah, it, it is a blessing. Um, it definitely has an, an upside to it. Uh, again, these are people that like, I never prior to me going viral and all this, I never would have imagined this. Like if you would have asked me what was in my wildest dreams, I never even thought that this was possible, that this was, you know, actually a thing. So it, it's definitely a blessing. What about stand-up comedy? How were you doing that as long as you were doing Instagram for, or was that something you were doing before? Not at all. I was already doing Instagram for about a year. 
like I was already a year into Instagram um and people just kept saying it to me and I was like no I'm not I'm not a stand-up comedian I'm not a stand-up comedian and then one day um I think for the first time somebody was like you do stand-up comedy uh we have we're having a program in Atlanta and we actually want to like fly you out and bring you to the program um so I lied I was like yeah I, I do I, I do stand up comedy. Um, and they flew me out and it went really well, like too well. I was like, this is kind of scary. Like, have I always been able to do that? Um, and so once, once uh, I posted about that show and people saw that I was actually like doing comedy now, they were like, oh, okay, well, well let's go. And I was like, all right, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing. So I've been doing uh, social media for three years and I've been doing comedy for two. Gotcha. And how long was your first uh, uh, comedy skit? Or, or My first comedy that was 15 minutes on the dot. 15 minutes? For yeah. the first one? For my first one. And I, I wrote that show myself, but it was like I wrote it the same day as the program. Oh, man. That's so crazy. I was like, I was like, wow, this is kind of scary that I can do this. <laughs> like, if I, who am I? <laughs> How big was the audience? Um, it wasn't too big. I would say it was around maybe around a hundred people. Okay, I mean that's still that's still not that's not a small audience. I mean that's for a beginner, like the first time ever. A hundred people is it's pretty good. That you might be good. right. You might be right. How um how do you decide what you write about? Like especially for your first one, right? It's like I've yeah. never done that before. Like, do you decide based on where you're where you are, what kind of people, you know, that is in the is would be in attendance at that kind of event? I mean Um So luckily for the first one, I got to perform for black Muslims. So I know my people. So yeah. the first one was was good. Um, but writing for the first one really tailored how I write for the others. So I definitely do write for my audience. Like when I have a show and I always ask the organizers, who is your community primarily comprised of? Um, if it's like a, a whole program, what other, uh, performers are you going to have? Things like that. Because I don't want to go there telling jokes for, a younger demographic and it's like a bunch of older parents and things like that. So I definitely um, tailor my material to my audience, hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the job of the organization too. Whoever's calling you, like they need to know, okay, she better understand hundred percent who's going to be in that audience. Cause you don't want to, again, you don't want to have like uncles and auntie and aunties sitting in the, <laughs> sitting in the crowd and you're talking about high school and college and things like this. So. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is not happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's definitely important to me. You ever had a bad night at the office, stand up wise? Absolutely. Um, it was a show that I actually did during Ramadan. Um, that was my first mistake. But <laughs> I think they only wanted me to perform for like five to ten minutes, and I got up there and I did two minutes, and I completely forgot everything that I had planned to say, like, I forgot. 
everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not about to sit up here and babble. So I was like, you guys have a good night. <laughs> and everybody was like, <laughs> okay. And even I got off the stage and I was like, oh my God, what happened up there? And I left. <laughs> just did. I just dipped. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to my car and grab something. And I left. Do you make like, like do you know what you did wrong? Like myself. <laughs> but do, do you know what you did wrong? Was it like a preparation mistake or just the pressure? Um, it was a preparation mistake. I did not all of my sets are I do have some improv in my sets. Um the show is maybe at the most, maybe like fifty percent improv, but the improv is inspired by the stuff I've already written. And I practice. Like all of my sets are for the most part, pre-rehearsed. And I did not give myself enough time, especially between fasting and, and everything. I did not give myself enough time to pre-rehearse. Yeah, that probably, that, that's like, you know, when, I bet you probably had a few good, you know, good, I mean, like good reactions from the crowd and your last previous uh, events or whatever. And you're like, man, I got this. Yeah, so, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. But I was like, mm, doesn't matter how, good i get like i need to practice who's your favorite comedian um monique who's that i've never heard of that person before big person maybe i mean call me, patrick, call me patrick star man i'm living under a rock sometimes i don't know i know like four comedians i thought you were gonna say one of them who's monique? monique monique have I you ever seen monique. um the parkers Nah. Alrighty. I might need to be educated right now. Monique is a like, she's like the comedian in my eyes, anyway. Um, but she's a black female comedian, and she's been around for. You've never seen the Queens of Comedy? Let me search it up. Oh my God! I cannot believe this. I have never met a person who does not know who Monique is. Let me see Monique. Oh, man, I've seen her before. <laughs> yeah, I've seen her. But I'm not even kidding, though. I've actually seen her before. Yes, that is Monique. She's, she's my favorite. Uh, I've never seen any of her work, but I might have to. You know, I, I feel like you just missed out on the perfect opportunity to be like, Who's my favorite comedian? You're talking to my favorite comedian right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just say, why not? I am not that self-absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been crazy, though. <laughs> you know, I think about stand-up comedy sometimes, like, when I watch it. Like, my favorite's, like, Dave Chappelle and those guys, but <clears throat> I watch it sometimes. I'm like, man, if, let's say there's a, there's just a night of at an event of just a bunch of speeches right like for example if there's a fundraiser at the a ramadan fundraiser right and we're mm -hmm. sitting there for the food and everything and like you know a bunch of brothers are talking and it's like nice but i'm not paying attention to everything they're saying like i bet 85 percent of the people are like you know not paying attention to every single one of the of, to the speeches right but with stand-up comedy it's like people are there to laugh right people are there to wait for the punchline. everybody is just like tuning in right because because who's going to zone out through a comedy special, you know? It's like, man, the, the pressure must be insane about that. Like, <laughs> It is. And I am, I would be lying if I didn't say that I'm actually very happy that Corona has given me a break. Because 
the feeling of having a good show is amazing. It's amazing. There's nothing like it. Um, it makes it worth it. But that feeling before a show, horrible. Horrible. And I remember like uh, when I met uh, another comedian that I actually look up to, Moses the Comic, and I was like, what do you do like about the, the anxiety of it? And he was like, and mind you, he's been doing comedy well over 10 years. And he was like, the second you don't have that feeling, you should quit. And I was like, is that the only advice that you have for me? For me today? <laughs> so there's nothing you can really do to to get over that feeling of like, oh my God, I, I have to go out here and make these, like these people are waiting for me to laugh. And that feeling really hits when, you know, they call you out and everybody's applauding and everybody gets quiet. And they're like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and you're like, um. <laughs> and you have about 30 seconds to get that first laugh in before you lose your audience. So yeah, pressure is crazy. The pressure is like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. After that 30 seconds, is it, is it gone then? Like you kind of forget about it? Um, No. <laughs> still there the, the whole thing it's there for at least for me personally at least two minutes which feels like three last hours yeah once you're on stage um but at least two minutes i'm like oh, okay what's next what's next what's next but then after you know you get it rolling you get a little bit of improv then then you're good to go and plus if you can engage with the crowd a little bit right like they got exactly. me i got them yeah you know, I see sometimes like uh, I've been doing some a little bit of reading about breathing, right, and how it affects our lives. And um, there's this coach that that I follow. Like he, he's a, a martial arts coach. His name's Faraz Sahabi. He's a good Muslim guy. He's like super cool guy. He's like a wizard. He understands philosophy like nobody else. Super cool. And he talks about the importance of breathing, right? And breathing to calm your nerves your emotions you know to cure a lot of things and it's not like woo woo like oh yeah you could cure cancer with breathing like no it's not yeah. like that. but but it's like <clears throat> if you could control your breathing right then you can control your nerves in this way like when you you know you got the butterflies before before the event right so you got the butterflies you're talking and your breathing's a little bit weird right and if you could control your breath then you could kind of control you because you're still going to be nervous, but you could control the effects of nervous of being nervous a little bit, right? You know, clear your mind before a show. And he has like a bunch of these breathing exercises that he recommended. And like when I've, I've tried it, right? I've tried it and it actually works really well. And mm -hmm. there are a few breathing exercises, like one, like you do these weird things and it's like, this is going to clear your mind a little bit. And there's some actual science behind it. And uh, I was like, and I'm going to be honest, I've tried this before and you could get high as a kite without doing drugs. Like just doing these breathing exercises, like you'll get really high. It's like crazy. It's, it's, it's a very weird feeling, but that might work. It's actually so you know? interesting because I do breathing exercises before a show. Yeah. Because if not, I will pass out because I don't know what it is, but anytime I get nervous, like, and I won't even notice I'm doing it. And so I'm like, why am I, why is my body feeling weird? But I'll just stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as like when I, when I'm backstage and I know they're about to call my name, I'll just, 
And I'm like, exactly. Why is, like, why is why is my heart like beating weird? I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> so I definitely do. I definitely do um, breathing exercises before a show. I have to, um, and I also do them after a show mm. um, because I've been wired and I've been like moving around on the stage and even when I'm on the stage, like I'm not really very conscious of my breathing because I'm, I'm so focused on trying to get the job done. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have breathing exercises that I do. For do sure. you, uh, do you like when people are around you before, uh, no. before you go do set up? Yeah. I, no, I need was, like, yeah. complete silence. I don't need you saying anything because again, I'm still practicing in my head. So it's like, I could be wanting to like make a joke about eggs, but then you'll say something and then I'll get on stage and I'll be like, what was that joke about? And I'll start thinking of your words instead of mine. So no, if you try to talk to me, like <laughs> my family has like seen it and we've had to have a conversation, but I'm very moody. Like, I just want you to be quiet so I can just get in the mode. Yeah. Zend out completely. Right. Exactly. Is there a joke that always gets the crowd going crazy <laughs> that you have that you use a lot? Um, a joke. It's been so long. I do have a joke about, <laughs> I make a joke about the feds that they like plant in the masjid. <laughs> and I say <laughs> how they, they never like plant one of our own. Like they plant like this like powder donut white random white person <laughs> that like shows up in the middle of Juma and I was like they almost seem like terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of Juma, like he's talking and out of nowhere they're like take beer and we're all like what are you doing? What <laughs> is shut up? Um and how they always disappear like right before the Ramadan. <laughs> yeah, they can't see you that they're like, I don't want that smoke. Yeah, and like randomly, like the second day of Eid, like they'll show up again. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're not even, this is not even believable. <laughs> you're not being very convincing. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's, and that's like a real issue too. Like when you really think of it's hilarious and everything that you're saying is so right. It's so true. Like they got to do a better job. They really do. They have to do a better job of getting these people because they're not qualified. But they have to just give it up because I'm like, they're not even. I don't know. Maybe they lost some funding for their training programs. I have no idea. But I was like, this is not even, this is not even believable. Or it's like you'll you'll get the ones that, well, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a new Muslim, but they know too much. Yeah. It's like new Muslims don't know about that. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, you know, if if we run out of water, it's fine. We can just make tayammum. Like no, no, no. you don't know that. <laughs> you see, you almost had us. You just messed up. <laughs> you should have kept that one to yourself because now we know. <laughs> they gotta, they gotta feed them the right food. I think that's what it is. They, they're not, they're, they're eating white people food. That's. They really are. They really are. <laughs> yeah, put some, yeah, put some masala on that and everything. You know, they don't know about that. They need something. <laughs> so in 2020, right? You haven't, have you had a single show at all in the beginning? I. I actually did have a show in August um, alongside, um, I don't know if you know her, Yasmina Hadi or Yazgu, yeah, as she goes by. Uh, she had a socially distant show outdoors 
well kind of outdoors it was like in a barn but it was open and it was like limited seating and everything um so i did have one show in 2020 how'd that go it was interesting it did not go as bad as i thought it was gonna go because i was like i haven't done this in so long um i don't know how this is about to go but it, it actually went better than i thought it would yeah, I could imagine being like, man, what if there's not a lot of people? It's just like weird, right? Like, what if there's 15 people and three people laugh at the joke? Like, things like that. What if they're just kind of socially distanced and the, and the vibe about it's not there? The energy is not there. Right. Alhamdulillah, yeah. it was a good amount of people. Um, and we did pretty well. Like, all of, I performed, um, Yazguru performed, and Moses the comic performed. And it was like, our sets were good. So, again, better than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> did 2020 impact your reach at all like if, if you look at your social media or youtube or whatever do you see that you know now that people are might be on social media more that they're tuning into your video and content more often? um i have to be honest i have no idea <laughs> i don't pay, i don't pay much attention to the stats and everything like that I just do what I do and then I just let people do whatever they want to do and then <laughs> that's it. I like that right there. <laughs> it's like that's a recipe to success. I like that. Yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not gonna try and trick the algorithm and, and post every day and I don't have time for that. Exactly. Yeah. It'll drive you crazy and I was like, I don't have time. <laughs> Plus I bet that you'll probably run out, like get, you know, they call it burnout or whatever. Or just yeah, like a block. Exactly. And I you was don't like, I don't want to, because I feel like, and not for everybody, because some people are very successful at it, but I feel like for my platform, if I started paying attention to that too much, it would force my work. Mm. And then it would become very corny. And I would just be like, ilk. And then other people would be like, ilk. Yeah. And then the whole thing would go up in flames. So I would rather just, whatever is going to come is going to come. That's facts. I like that right there. I like that, that mindset. <clears throat> what's your uh, what's your reflection of 2020 in, in general? The whole year. You know, we're almost at the end. What do you think about it? Um, one thing that I've been reflecting on so much, um, nothing is real. Like hardly, hardly anything is real. And that's not even to be like fake deep, but it was like so many things that we had been convinced was real and true and permanent and, and everything like that. And it's going to sound super fake deep, but Allah is like the only thing that's real. Like everything else can literally just burst into flames randomly yeah. <laughs> and nothing is real. Um, they, the government told us that there were so many things that they just didn't have access to. They just couldn't give people. They just couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, boom. Oh, hey, guys, we can do it. And it's like, none of this is real. None of this is real. Um, and I think I, I've definitely, more than ever this year, I have definitely had so much time to reflect on people and my individual relationships and 
the the various types of relationships and friendships and how to treat people and and all of that but outside of that none of this is real yeah all of this can change all of this can be tampered with and there is definitely a lot more a lot more than we we even think is possible definitely definitely and planning and another thing is like planning in the future like what is that it's not Ex- real anymore <laughs> exactly like people who have had and who for many years um have had like an airtight plan and it's worked and it's been successful in 2020 is like yeah no none of that is real <laughs> all yeah. of that no none of that none of that is going down um even myself and the year that i had planned uh for 2020 like so many other people i was like this is going to be my year this this year like i i am going to be a comedic rock star and then 2020 was like no you're not <laughs> you're going to be at home <laughs> and what do you think about the people they're like man thank god 2020 is over i can't wait for 2021 i'm like I, what are you talking about <laughs> nothing is real like 2021 exactly. I could be sitting in my room and I could watch like a dinosaur like come out of a tree and I wouldn't even, well, hey, I wouldn't even be stressed. <laughs> Anything could happen at this point and I would not, I would not even be surprised. Yeah. Nothing would surprise me at this point. Like it, uh, things again that I never even considered like a pandemic. I was like, we're never, no. We're never going to have that. That's never going to happen. And it's real. So 2021, I'm really just, (laughs) I'm giving it to God. I'm like, you know what? Allah has shown me, this is your world. (laughs) We're just living in it. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm waiting to see what you're going to (laughs) do. So then I can see what I'm going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Tie the camel and trust in God. That's exactly what it is. Do your thing. And the rest is like, you have no control over that. Exactly. Exactly. And you even got COVID, right? You have it right now as we speak. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm currently quarantined in this room. Yesterday, I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to have some time to rest. I woke up this morning. I was like, this is horrible. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> You're asymptomatic right now? Or you, you had strep, you thought, right? I thought I had strep. I thought I had the flu. Um... And now I don't feel like I have anything, but I have COVID. <laughs> yeah, but you got COVID. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully those antibodies come through. You know what I mean? Like, then you got that vac- that natural vaccination for, oh, like, the next I few mean, months. Hopefully something. Hopefully yeah. my body sends me a signal, like, yeah, this is over. Maybe, like, in a day or two, because hopefully. I'm over it. Yeah, no, I could imagine. Are you one of those people that want to be out all the time, or you're cool inside? <laughs> um... Before I was, like, I was definitely just itching to get out the house. Now I can do a, I can do a good, like, at the most, maybe like five days in the house. But then I just need to have one day of like, I'm out the whole day, but I'll be here. (laughs) Hey guys, if you need her, she'll be in her room. (laughs) (laughs) You know where to find me. (laughs) Yeah, you know where to find her. Hopefully not, but you know where to find her. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I gotta say that I really appreciate you being on this podcast. You know, it was it was a pleasure. Cool conversation. Thank Super you. Cool. Thank you. It was so much fun.
Definitely. And hey, everybody, go check her out at Instagram handle. What is it? Uh, at Nadira.p. Yes. And YouTube, what do you search uh, up? Nadira P. Everything is Nadira P. <laughs> All right, you guys heard it. Some very going to find me. <laughs> yeah, very creative, very creative. Right there. <laughs> so everybody, go follow her. I promise you, you're not going to regret it. It's going to be super cool. It's going to be one of those people they just keep in your followers in, in your mm-hmm. following list. You know, it's 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 amazing to see. And go support our sister. You know, you know what it is. Hit my like button too. Subscribe to my channel too. If you're watching this, you're not subscribed. What are you doing? And that's about it. So I appreciate you again. You're going to stick by a little bit after I finish the recording. And as alaykum, everybody. Alaykum.